I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. This hasn't been apparent on, on my TikTok, my TikTok, because my TikTok, my TikTok. Uh, is just clips from uh, Gulliver's Travels, the Jack Black movie. So what's going on on Normie TikTok's algorithm right now? Uh, you mean the cake cake? Cake, yeah. I assume that's TikTok related. Yeah, yeah. So 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 this cake decorator in West Virginia uh, made a post basically putting a customer on blast being like, hey, I had a customer from hell today. I made them this six layer rainbow cake and they complained that it looked bad and like i don't individually put every sprinkle on the cake so like it's gonna look a little different than the picture and just just tore this customer to pee and the cake didn't look very good like she said it like, cost like 80 dollars and someone was like that doesn't look like 80 dollar cake yeah. and then the customer had the receipts and posted a picture of the cake she got and it looked like all living hell it was just it looked like it'd been dropped oh my and god so people are just going after this lady for like, like you, like you, you put a customer on blast for a cake that you messed up and they didn't, they didn't even make a post first. Like they would have <laughs> let it go had you not made this video and like somebody zoomed in and enhanced and there was Betty Crocker cake mix in her bakery <gasps> and uh. it's just gone. It's, it's, it's so good. And she, she keeps posting videos being like, here's <laughs> this cake I did for a repeat client and it just looks like all hell. Oh and no. All of her comments oh, are turned off. Geez. This like twenty six year old cake decorator who has her own shop and apparently uses Betty Crocker cake mixes and charges forty dollars for a dozen cupcakes, which look horrible. Wow. She's like, "Well, my time's factored in for the price." But like, we saw you decorate them in the in the length of this TikTok. It, your time <laughs> was two minutes. Jeez. Well, I, I need to see the cake for myself before I decide. I mean, did they talk about how the cake tasted, at least? I mean... I imagine it tasted like Betty Crocker, like Betty Crocker, Betty Crocker cake. cake mix. <laughs> Which isn't bad. It's uh, good if but, you had uh, funfetti, you know. <laughs> but $80 for it? Yeah, no. no. Unbelievable. Here, here was the cake from Yahoo News. Cake Gate explained. Um, <laughs> here's the picture. I need the picture she posted. Because the picture she posted... Uh, producer Peyton said, I mean, that looks busted and not $80 worth, but whatever. Right. And yeah, okay, here's the side by side of the one she posted and the, the one that the lady got. How bad does a cake have to be for you to, t- oh yeah, that looks bad. That looks like a six year old made it. Um, it was $80. Wow. $80? People listening at home, it, it looks like a cylinder, like a giant marshmallow with um, maybe 30 ish pounds of rainbow sprinkles on top. I might be underestimating the amount of sprinkles. It looks like the cake was like put into a box of sprinkles and shaken around rather than like delicately <laughs> and purposefully placed. It was it was rolled in sprinkles uh, like you roll chicken and panko. Like she also doesn't use gloves. Uh, oh. which like all of her videos are her just like raw raw meat handing <laughs> these cakes with like sprinkles and stuff one of them she's drinking a starbucks like frappuccino with one hand and stirring with the other and somebody oh, was awful. like oh you're yeah you're using a straw over raw eggs and products like you're just gonna get spit all in it that's that's like I- i've noticed a lot of like tiktok creators uh just kind of like oh man look at me do my thing and they get popular but then people are like oh this is a subpar product um like pink sauce Pink sauce was so good though. Pink sauce should be should be legal. <laughs> <laughs> also, seeing the 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 record store industry, there's a record store TikTok where the uh, uh, person talks about like, "Hey man, thanks for uh, ordering." I'm not gonna name them, but it's like, "Hey, thanks for uh, ordering <laughs> these records. Your taste in music has really reached out to me. I really love it." And he's loading in like Elliot Smith and Radiohead, just like the most like I'm 20 and depressed records. And he's like, "All right, cool." <laughs> and then he like. Wraps them in a single layer of bubble wrap, leaves about three inches in the box, and just like tapes up the box. And, like, that's you're gonna get some seam splits with that, buddy. That's shitty rap. <laughs> and he does have awful reviews, and uh, he turns off the comments on all of his posts. You'll see him at, at some point eventually, I imagine. You'd think that these people would take a message, you know, take a hint. Yeah. Well, she gets lots of comments that are like, don't listen to them, you're doing great. And I think, it, <laughs> it, I think if you look satisfying maybe because it doesn't look good but like i guess it is kind of asmre to watch her like ice cakes yeah. like people will be behind you if they think like oh she's doing a good job 
Like there's yeah, right. There's lots of things where like there's a there's a there's a uh, restaurant in Midtown Atlanta called uh, the Sugar Factory. I think it's called. I'm gonna put them on blast because Uh-oh. they have like a 20 on their health score or something like that. They have like crazy. Oh. And people on Reddit were like commenting like I used to work here. It's a nightmare. Like it sells ice cream and there's like ice cream sitting out and it's just like overpriced. Oh, resold candy in Sundays. And you go on Yelp and there's like a handful of one star reviews. And people being like, this place is gross. A milkshake is $19 and I could have made it myself. Uh, all they have going for them is that it looks like an Instagram post. It's like you're supposed to go and like take a picture of your ice okay, cream. Picture taken. Sure. And it's a lot of five star reviews of people being like, this place is amazing. Look at how good the pictures are. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't care. Yeah. I, you know, I, I guess it depends on why they went there to begin with. If they went there for the pictures, then yeah. I guess that'd be five stars. But uh, yeah, no, $19 milkshake. That, that's hard to, uh, even with inflation, hard to justify. Um, the Sugar Factory has average of four stars. And everything I've Dang. seen on Reddit is that it is gross. And <laughs> well, this is Atlanta Reddit. So like right. locals, this is like, you know, gross and overpriced and yeah, we'll read off what the menu menu downloads a PDF from my computer. I don't like that. <laughs> just <laughs> menu and then get a download. It's just a <laughs> Chicago, uh, credit card info taken. Yeah. All of the, all the open table reviews are like one star took 40 minutes to take our order. This is terrible. And like the next one's like incredible looking inside. My daughter loved it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, a six-year-old would love pretty much anything if you take her to a place called the Sugar Factory, which is what my mom called McDonald's. So, <laughs> as a derogatory. What I call my kissing booth. <laughs> That's what I called myself in sixth grade and got zero dates. <laughs> zero dates. He called you that because you had diabetes. I'm Tyler's <laughs> Sugar Factory mink. <laughs> uh, I'm good not. times. Um Welcome to Radish. I'm, I'm going to stop. We should stop with the episode numbers. It's getting embarrassing at this point. Uh, we'll, I'm we'll fine with that. Wel- yeah, no, I'll I just say welcome to Radish. Oh, man. I feel Is like. Be okay, it, John? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, we we'll know how Two out of three majority, but I just, I feel like I keep track of time using the numbers. Damn. Well, we're John, if this, what? if this is your tether to the, the, the world timeline, then I feel we have much bigger problems than, than that. <laughs> Y'all will see when you turn thirty in t- uh, in uh, a week and a half. You'll you'll see. You just kind of like ooh, just drift. Why you got dots my age like that? And <laughs> and my age too by association. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'll see. Um, you lost. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Radish. Uh, we got uh, it's it's a classic Tyler episode. We're talking about both apes as well as biblical uh, crypto cryptoids. Um, as well as some other fun stuff. We're talking about the new uh, Resident 4 game. Uh, Resident Evil 4, sorry. The Resident uh, 4. <laughs> the Resident 4. What would that game even be? The Resident 4. I mean, if you play the Resident 1 through 3, you could see where it's going. But yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Um, as well as uh, Wendigoon, which uh, I've never heard of the, this YouTube channel, but uh, it sounds amazing. Um, and my favorite pa- uh, tweet from the past week, uh, talking about defending uh, humanity against the Nephilims. Uh, we're we're going to be chatting about that at, at the end of the episode. Uh, as Sean mentioned, uh, I'm Tyler Sugar Factory Mank. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm, I'm Will the Cheesecake Factory. Um, Ooh. I'm not the Sugar Factory, but I do have a, a large menu that is unwieldy and doesn't make any sense and isn't laid out <laughs> in the correct order. And I have columns for some reason. <laughs> I'm Sean Fudge Factory. <laughs> Did you have a last name? <laughs> I said last my name. last name, but I'm ashamed to now. <laughs> <laughs> you think the people who designed the Cheesecake Factory have ever seen a factory? <laughs> no, or cheesecake. I, I don't. I don't think either. <laughs> You're like, ooh, the cheesecake factory. This sounds fun. Why are we at the Kremlin? Yeah, I just like the thing that like they keep tricking. Like they they trick designers to come in. It's like, all right, you're designing this new exotic restaurant. They're like, oh, I'm gonna put. You know, ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs and graphics, and I'm gonna uh, use a little bit of Middle Earth here and make it look like Sauron's eyes staring at you. And this is gonna be a really cool mythological, like medieval times restaurant. What am I building? They say, Oh, the Cheesecake Factory. They go, Shit. <laughs>
We need you. Well, we need to build a cheesecake factory, but we spent our entire budget on plans to revive the Ottoman Empire. What do we do? (laughs) We built a cheesecake factory. (laughs) Where does the Sultan's throne go? (laughs) What's this restaurant going to be called? Arabian Nights? The Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) The Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) (laughs) It should be doing that. Yeah, they should, they, they should have just like the whole like Krispy Kreme situation where you can go look in a window and they're just like, I don't know how they make cheesecakes, but they're just like squirting out belts. Uh, a disc of cheese on a graham cracker crust and they just like pipe it on out. And sometimes they put strawberries or Oreos with it. And that's all you need. I don't need to go in there and pay $14 for a cheeseburger with avocado on it. That's that's all the appeal. My old apartment was over a brewery. And Ooh. it was a fine brewery. It was it was okay. It, I it, I liked it. I'm not gonna say where which one it is because that'll dox my old apartment. But and Hauser Bush, <laughs> you're gonna go burn it down. Yeah, I lived, I lived over SeaWorld. Um, <laughs> all of the parking they hadn't changed the signs yet, so I knew that my apartment used to be over a restaurant called the Old Spaghetti Factory. And Ooh. I got so mad every time I saw the brewery that I used to I could have been living over the Old Spaghetti Factory, <laughs> which would have been a place I went every night. <laughs> now I'm imagining an I Love Lucy situation where we're all in the back in a conveyor belt and it's pounds of spaghetti coming down. They just they have just pasta dough going inside one of those meat grinders and out comes just the longest spaghetti you've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like like Frontierland. There's an old trolley car you can sit in and eat spaghetti, and wow. there's like Amazing. old like Western looking decor, and it looks like 1920s America. And instead, Aww. got. The white guys playing playing shuffleboard. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved if it were also ye old spaghetti factory, where it's just like (laughs) not only is it just like it's it's we've got some medieval, we've got some industrial revolution, we also have Italians, and you just have to like merge it all together. It was a trebuchet of spaghetti. Exactly. I feel like Fazoli's could still nail that wherever they are. Fazoli's is too modern. I don't know if you've seen Fazoli's nowadays. It looks like the Apple Store. Really? Yeah. Just got robots in there serving. You just you. go. It's just like, just like birch tables with just pasta laid about. <laughs> <laughs> just, just no, no plates. Just on the on the table. You pick up a single, just stale, half stale breadstick, and an alarm goes off. There's <laughs> a guy giving a class, and no one's listening to him. <laughs> they have a huge, like, there's, like, seven screens on the wall of one man slurping a single fettuccine Alfredo noodle, and it goes on for nine minutes. You gotta pay some dude with an iPhone. Like, that's how you do it. Uh, <laughs> I hate this. You walk I hate in. all of this. Do you have an appointment? For there's no room for ye old spaghetti factory in Biden's America. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. Um, only brew for old, old Joe. Only beers. <laughs> Damn. Um... Well, okay. Why don't, why don't we go ahead and dive into the episode? A lot of really exciting uh, news came out this past week, um, including one related to uh, Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. Um, and when I say that, it, it's probably not the first bit of news that you would imagine would be attached to it. It's um, the first thing I imagined, but go on. We're all tar-pilled. Got everyone tar-pilled. We're doing it. Honestly, honestly, I think tar is the reason that this happened. Uh, but yeah, so there was a woman at the LA Philharmonic uh, at, at a very, you know, kind of high moment of the, the song, let out a full-body orgasm. Uh, the clip's out there. You can listen to it. Um, no, I don't know there. what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some people were having a lovely time in a symphony and uh, uh, peaked right when the piece did. And <laughs> we haven't really heard much anything going We hear about like all like the concert etiquette. Of like Zoomers and just like people like not knowing how to behave at like you know Travis Scott or Taylor Swift or however, but maybe you know that's bled into the classical world and people are are going into um you know performances with I I truly don't know what this woman had or who she was with, but but I'll have what she's having exactly. <laughs> Tchaikovsky eat. I'll say, I don't know if I've ever heard the fifth, but Tchaikovsky, he, you know, he did Nutcracker, 1812 Overture. He deserves the it. The Nutcracker, the Nutbuster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I want to see Sean quietly sit through a whole Weezer concert, and then he can make jokes about this. <laughs> I, you know, uh, Sean's going to let one out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> 
Angels and Airwaves opened for them. And behind me was this guy in an Angels and Airwaves t-shirt. And he was singing every song. I was like, what a dork. <laughs> but I had to stop myself. Because I was like, Weezer's about to come on stage. And I'm going to sing every song. And I sure did. Sure as hell did. 2008. And then uh, I stopped following Weezer. <laughs> because of that concert? Because of no, that guy? No. <laughs> because they released Ratitude. And then uh, the rest of their catalog. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, but she'd already stuck through Pinkerton, so what's the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, in for a penny. Wait, we can't do the Weezer episode 200-something episodes <laughs> in. I will I will be here all night. That's that's this year's Halloween episode. We did Halloween last year. We're doing Halloweezer this year. We're doing <laughs> Halloweezer this year, and Sean's going to go on a, a theological debate about when Weezer stopped being good. Now that's scary. Yeah, theologically, why are you bringing God into this? He he wasn't there when they wrote. It gets granular. We, it's it 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 turns into like a a meeting of uh, oh who was it? Whenever like the initial meeting when they wrote the Bible and they had to like decide like what happens when and they had to decide on Jesus's divinity and all this and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, that's how working in a record store with other people and they're like mid twenties, early thirties is when you're like, when did Weezer stop being bad? Or stop being good. Um, and everyone, it, it just turned into a whole thing. And we decide, like, what's the best song in the Blue Album? And no one can agree. And that's how, like, denominations were formed, you know? Uh, so there's, there's four books of Weezer. One for, <laughs> one for each of the boys on the Blue Album. <laughs> they each account. <laughs> they each tell the history of Weezer slightly different. Same overall story. But. Yeah. Right. Get the book of Rivers, Patrick, Matthew, and. Uh-oh. If you say all their names, they will appear in your room at the night. Brian. Kingo. Brian, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and Kingo. And Kingo. Yeah, that, that's a, a Dead Sea Scroll. Yeah. Kingo, the book of Kingo. Well, Matthew's the, uh, the Dead Sea Scroll. It's now Scott. But we true. have we cannot talk about Weezer. Yeah, we, can't, is, we can't keep doing this. This wasn't no. the original topic. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, a lady screamed in, in, in pleasure during uh, Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. Good for her. I'm all for it. Whatever Why does not? it for you. Yeah. I mean, they kept going. They didn't stop. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think it was at the forgive the word. I think it was at the climax of the song. So I, if I was like up there playing the cello or something, and that happened, I'd feel pretty damn good about how I was playing. Ooh, that well, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I'd brag about uh, that on my dating apps for years. I'd be like, I put the cello yeah. so good. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, glad someone's out there having a good time. Mm. Um. One more piece of good news. This is a local one. This came from uh, local AZ News on Twitter. Uh, a local high school lacrosse player uses a lizard eye as an edge in all of his games. Uh, so this guy, has a, he has a glass eye, uh, and he found online lizard glass eyes. So he puts in a li- one single lizard glass eye and then his regular human eye and goes and uses that to scare everyone on the lacrosse field. And uh, that, that, that's how he gains an edge. Uh, so dudes rock. Props to him. Um, <laughs> one of the coolest uh, things I have ever heard of uh, when it comes to sports. So This is awesome. And this levels the playing field because you know how his opponents gain an edge? Yeah. Staying yeah. to his left. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's not fair. That's <laughs> Just, not fair. Sorry. I'm sure when, <laughs> when one eye goes away, I think his smell goes up 1.5 times. So he can, you know, he can still sense he's people on. Flick his tongue out and he can, can smell the air where they are. That's incredible. This guy's turning himself into a Goosebumps cover. That rules. <laughs> he really is. He this, is. This rocks. We should we should yeah. normalize this for non-athletes too. If you have why why 100%. would you get no you a glass uh-uh. eye? No no no. no 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 I'm not no <laughs> no only in sports. Uh uh-uh. uh. This is only an intimidation <laughs> tactic. I'm not no no no. This is like this is the glass <laughs> eye equivalent Sean's of walking afraid. around with this is no no no. This is the glass eye equivalent of walking around with a lizard on your shoulder. Not dealing <laughs> with it. No fuck off. If but if you have a glass eye. Absolutely. Try this out. It's super cool. But like, if you're like, mm, I'm actually just like, I work in a pet store. Sorry to those working pet stores. No, if, if you pet- have a no. glass eye, you should be able to pick what kind of glass eye you want. I'm saying the only correct, like novelty glass eye you should pick is the one that Daniel Day Lewis wore in Gangs of New York. Cause that shit ruled. It's like an Eagle that might be <laughs> taken poorly now, but what is cool in the parts of the Caribbean? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Or ping pong there's ball. Of, there's lots of cool ones. Ping pong ball. Yeah, you should put a lacrosse ball on there. There was a kid on my baseball team who used to wear sunglasses, contacts, and uh, he, they were what? red. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were contacts what? that like, what? like, <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, 
I, this is what he okay. I, this, I was like, like twelve years old or something. Blind himself before he played I baseball. Think he, I think I and think you were lied son, to as a child. What? I might have. He said the contacts had a tint, but what the cool? That's not even the point. The point is the contacts were red, so he looked like he just had completely laser red eyes. And Sean's right. It was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> this kid just came in every baseball game completely stoned, and Tyler was just like, "What's wrong with your eyes?" And he's like, "Sunglasses, man. They got me in my eyes. It's Damn, red. I got I the fucking contact I, I got the transition contact lenses. <laughs> now that would be cool. That There's a reason why they never did. Clear. It. <laughs> he had <laughs> just Tyler talking to a little boy with completely red eyes in the dugout. <laughs> just like who's he talking to <laughs> producer free like, is correct that kid is the protagonist he is he is a, at least a main character a, a, an arc villain of baseball <laughs> no that boy died type. upon that field in the early 20th century and tyler just yeah, like i was talking to a Hi. ghost yeah <laughs> he had red eyes and he said he could where's see your neck son <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about this can't be real Angels in the outfield too. <laughs> Sunglasses contact is so scary. <laughs> Angels Picture, in the outfield, gonna... demons in the dugout. <laughs> what <Okay>. the fuck? <laughs> Picture you're like you're like a greeter or something. Friends with this guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a message him out of the blue. It's not Say, how it works. Did you fucking lie to me when we were 12 years old, dude? Did you just embarrass me on my podcast uh, as if that wasn't embarrassing enough? So. Um, you had a customer-facing yeah. job, and a man walks in, and you go, "Hi, how's it going?" And he looks up, and he has tinted contacts and like sunglasses, just just gray, solid eyes. I'd be terrified. I'd be one hundred percent. Oh shit! You're the manager now. <laughs> this does not exist. You talk to a ghost. Oh wait, no, they do exist. Sean's on ghost, 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 Amazon. <laughs> Ghosts do exist. <laughs> scary pop-up just popped up and it's a little boy in a baseball uniform like don't talk about me what the contact. fuck there's there's this billboard that i pass on the way back home from my parents house and it is a little boy in a hospital bed and he's laying in oh. bed and he has this big hospital uh pillow and mattress behind him and it says uh-huh. uh nothing else in the world matters and it's for the local children's hospital and the first time I saw it, I thought it was a wedding dress in a veil. Oh my god! <laughs> and I just see this little boy in a wedding dress. It says like, "Cause nothing else matters." And I was just like, "What What's is the that message an here for?" <laughs> <laughs> Marry a little boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just nothing else matters. Boy, that Metallica album looks weird. <laughs> What the hell? Um, <laughs> Out of the corner of your eye, you'll see it and be like, is that, is that a veil? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hospital bed. <laughs> That's hilarious. Tyler, you saw a ghost in the dugout. Well, I've, I've seen ghosts many a time. Uh, I know. Now is not the time nor place to to spin these tales uh, because uh, we, we had to, uh, to squeeze in a, a new segment uh, that, that Will wanted to bring to us. So, uh, Will, why don't you take it away? Um, yeah. Okay. This is a segment I, uh, I love to laugh. I don't think it's a secret. Sure. I, I love comedy. Um, and so said that. I, <laughs> we're, we're amateurs. We're this, we're, this is not our day job. We are, we are, we are podcasters by night at daytime. I work at the post office. Sean's a firefighter. Tyler works at the CD store. Um, <laughs> uh, so I want to read off, uh, these are actual, there's a new segment called Will's Favorite Jokes. Oh. Um, it's going to be some favorite jokes for some professional comedians, like your Steve Carrolls and stuff. Oh. Um, just real, like, this is kind of how the pros do it. Is this a vision board? Is this for analysis for us to take some pointers from? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we can decide I think that. you're about to up the quality of this podcast. I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited. I hope so. And the first one little, comes little more from highbrow. the very funny sitcom star, Ellen DeGerinus. Um <laughs> And she tweeted on 11-21-2020, the year of our Lord. And this is funny. Great year. This, this, Great is, year. this is funny, and you're going to laugh, and then you're going to go, wait a minute. That's kind of true when you think about it. So Those, those are my favorite kind yeah. of jokes. We don't have one. I think this is one we're going to look at and be like, mm, all right. Um, from The Ellen Show, uh, this, is the, this is the tweet. 
200 years in the future. Quote, honey, have you seen my iPhone 378? I needed to pre-order my PS6. <laughs> and That's so true. It's so true because there's they're making a new iPhone like every year. And apparently they make a new PlayStation every 50 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen just gets it. Is Ellen she a gamer? It. I think so. She's got to be. If she knows yeah. what PS6 is, that's epic. <laughs> wow, yeah. The one that's uh, going to have think Fortnite that, too. Uh, I'm going to have more next week, but these are this is Will's favorite jokes. This is where I read off um, real jokes from people who have a lot more money than me who get paid to write jokes. Um, yeah, honestly, funnier than us too. Yeah, yeah. obviously. So, yeah. Uh, and nicer than us. Ellen, we're going to yeah. watch your career with great interest. <laughs> I wonder how far she'll go. I'm excited for Finding um, Dory 2. Finding yeah. Nemo 3. Yeah. Yep. Shark Tale four. So, um, <laughs> is that is that we're, we're bringing one joke a week? Is is that the yeah, new? Yeah. Uh, cool. The one joke I'm is excited. real. I'm excited for next week. That one had me giggling. I appreciate it. It cracked it had me, me up. kicking my little feet. Yeah, little little feet's kicked. It had me thinking, off. thinking. It, it was like a New Yorker article. It had me really like thinking about stuff. Really like yeah, the New Yorker, the Athletic. You know, yeah. the ilk, the same ilk. Um. At first, I'm like, it's <laughs> way too many iPhones. But then I thought about it, and I thought, that's probably going to happen. Yeah. Our 100%. great grandkids are going to have like the iPhone 370. That's like, wow. <laughs> well, Sean, leave 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 the comedy to El- Ellen DeGeneres. Sorry. Um, sorry, sorry to Elaine. To, to Elena, <laughs> my favorite, um, favorite Greek comedian. <laughs> <laughs> um. I didn't, I didn't know Greeks had comedy. Um, they, they have one of, classically, one of their, they have one of their three. and comedy. <laughs> I didn't. I, I had no idea that the Greeks were were known for their comedies. Mm. Um, they made right, tragedies. So, uh, they made comedies, and they made road trip movies. Those were the films. ooh Wild Hawks. I didn't know that was a Greek film. <laughs> Moving on, to John Travolta. That's, all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think he's a Greek that's citizen. <laughs> Is he? He was in Greece. He might be. Ellen DeGeneres step aside. That was good. That was a good one. That was unintentional. (laughs) (laughs) You were going. No, I just thought he lived there for some reason. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That was good. It's not going to get better than that, folks. You can go ahead and uh, turn off the episode now. Yeah, turn, um, turn it off. No show and tells. Well, there's no show and tells. Oh, we got a, we got um, a, a message here uh, from, from oh. ga- real quick from, from Gaming Saki. Uh, my friend and I love your podcast. She's going to an interview tomorrow. I was wondering if you could wish her well. Her name is Lynn. I appreciate it. Thanks for the great content. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know what your interview is for, but I hope you do really well at it. I hope you pepper in one discreet lie that they can't tell. Yeah. Mm, kick some ass. Mm. No one ever checks uh, the status of your college degree, so you got it. That's true. Congratulations That's true. on getting out of Harvard. <laughs> so I interviewed a ghost once, and let me tell you, um, it doesn't get more intimidating than that. <laughs> um, use us as references. We will lie for you. Uh, honestly, Lynn, trust me. Yeah. Um, Lynn, do you have access to a lizard eye on short notice? Because I know how to get an edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck, Lynn. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Well, you guys want to talk about some monk? Uh, not monkeys, apes. Always, always. Okay. Yeah, it's a I, it's a Tyler. I, it, I don't delineate. I would hear about either. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Because this one is solely about chimpanzees. Uh, new four part nature docu series just released on Netflix. Uh, saw over the weekend. Let me tell you, it tickled my fancy. Um, narrated by Mahershala Ali. Um, let me say that one more time. Mahershala Ali. Uh, sorry for getting your name wrong the first time. Follows a troop of Ngogo chimpanzees in, in Uganda. Um, really, really well done series exploring how chimpanzees live, but also there are fights. There are like total war scenes as well as um, struggles for power with inside within the troop and um, also just general monkeying around. Uh, great series. Uh, it's, it follows a troop that's been studied for years and years by scientists. They're desensitized to human presence. So you get some really nice, clear shots of, of these chimpanzees. Uh, but the funniest part of this whole series is these scientists are either English or American because these monkeys have the whitest 
whitest man names known to just I think scientific discovery. Normal. Uh, they got we got we got chimpanzees named Hutcherson, Gus, Nadine, uh, and the alpha male who's just a total jackass. His name is Jackson. Um, and then the worst part is, is all of these monkeys have like actual human names, except for the ugliest, stupidest monkey who they named pork pie. Um, which I feel I so these, bad for this poor think, ape. Like, do they live in Tennessee? No, they live in Uganda. Um, Can but we, you, would, you would think, you would think they live in Tennessee. Okay. The, the episode cover right now, I'm going to tell you is, is Mahershala Ali standing in front of the, my kids' names, Brintley, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> Pork pie. Pork pie. Um, so uh, this uh, the first episode of the series is hilarious because literally most of the episode is just chimpanzees chilling out in the jungle, uh, oh, yeah. eating eating uh, eating mangoes, and then all of a sudden they'll be like, holy shit, Jackson's coming, and they get the fuck out of the way. And then all of a sudden you see this screaming chimp run through, throwing shit and like sticks and rocks and just goes all the way through, and then the monkeys are like, is the coast clear? Is Jackson fucking gone? Jesus fucking Christ. It's great. Um, as an ape lover, as well as someone who uh, who took a lot of animal psych courses, specifically courses on um, the psychology of, of uh, primates and how they relate to humans. I'm really enjoying the series. Um, like I said, there's drama, there's wars between the troops, there's clashes for power within the troop. There's really sad moments that have brought me to tears in this series, as well as triumphs that leave you also crying, but in a happy way. Um, I'm really enjoying the series. Uh, Chimp Empire on Netflix. Incredible. Check it out. Is this going to be like a Life of Pi thing where in the finale we find out that it's actually just about my college experience and I pork <laughs> pie and like all of the names are just the same. Like Jackson was just a mean guy who ran around my, my house I rented and yeah. Nadine was, you know, a girl I liked who didn't reciprocate and I, it's just drama and stuff like that. 100%. Uh, it zooms out of a snow globe and uh, it's, it's, it was never about chimpanzees the whole time. None of it was real. Uh, it was all a dream. How did you remember Life of Pi? <laughs> it's a good you movie. You didn't have to read that? It's no, I, I like, saw the movie, but the, I, I, I think I, the minute I ended it, I completely forgot about it. I read the book for school, and uh, oh. I, the movie The movie was pretty good. That was, a, that was a stacked year. Yeah, Tiger in a Boat. I think that was the Argo year. That was the Argo and the Silver Linings playbook year, but I think Hugo uh. was also that year. There were a lot of... There were a lot of Agreeable movies that year. <laughs> there are a lot of movies that you could watch. I think Django was that year. <laughs> was it, it? Didn't win. Damn. Yeah, oh, I believe there was that. a tweet. There was a tweet earlier this week about the best John Goodman movie. And I'm changing my movie. I'm Goodman moving. Uh, good John Goodman movie. I'm changing my answer to Argo. <laughs> what was your Shut answer? Shut the fuck up! Absolutely. <laughs> no way. I forgot he was in Argo. Until we just mentioned it. It's either the Flintstones or Monsters, Inc. Big Lebowski. I don't know. Or True Stories. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> he was a great Mike Wazowski. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I forgot the uh, word that you use when um, uh, when your fellow swordsmen get... Is it touche? Touche. That's touche. Yes. E2, I almost said ballet. plie, but that's a ballet. That's a ballet. That is a ballet term. Yeah, plie. Hmm. Uh, this is some non non show and tell show and tell. Uh, the best game ever is still the best game ever when it's been remade from the ground up with a billion dollar studio. Uh, Red, Resident Evil Four. I am on chapter thirteen of sixteen, so I can confidently say it's really good. Um, if wow. you haven't played the original Resident Evil Four, I would say this is a a good sub a, a way to experience it. Uh, I played the first one not that long ago. The, the original, I should say. Um, and I would thought like, oh, this game plays great. Like, this is a lot of fun. And I didn't really see why they could make it better because it still looked pretty good. It's already been like remastered. Uh, and the new one's great. It's got lots of fun improvements, a lot more cutscenes, a lot of quality of life improvements. Check it out if you like. Uh, it's it's a lot. It's where the series um, shifted from horror to like John Carpenter kind of action movie. Uh, lots of like mm. one liners and, and cheesy set pieces and scene chewing enemies. It's really, really fun. Uh, but what I want to talk about Resident Evil 4 is my complaint that Resident Evil 4 came out in, I want to say, 2005. Yes, 2005 mm, on the GameCube. Game. Uh, and on the GameCube box, it says only four Nintendo GameCube. Mm -hmm. Resident Evil 4 has been ported to more consoles than any other game, maybe ever. 
Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> read liars. off real quick the the history of of the of the ports here. Where is it? Where's the release? Okay, it came out on GameCube only for GameCube on 2005. Um, in no October 2005, the same year it came out on PS2. So just bullface lie. Uh, <laughs> two years later, it came out on Windows. Uh, that same year, 2007, it came out on the Wii, uh, the HD version. Uh, yeah. uh, 2009, two years later, it came out on iOS. And then two years after that, it came out on iPad. <laughs> it is one of the Damn. only games I know of to be released on the Brazilian game console, the Zebo, which is, was ported in 2009. Uh, in 2011, it came out on PS3 and Xbox. Uh, in 2013, it came out on Android. Uh, and on 2016, they put it uh, the remaster on the PS4 and Xbox Store. And 2019, it came out on the Nintendo Switch. And last year, it came out on the Oculus Quest 2 in a VR port. Wow. Only for GameCube. Good the for Zebo. Yeah. Happy for Zebo. <laughs> they needed that win. I don't know what Zebo. Does it have other games, or was this a console to play Resident Evil 4? I think it had Shark Tale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it. It, looks, it doesn't look real. It looks like it looks like a game you'd play on like the TV that comes with the hotel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the wired in. Uh, <gasps> oh, it's got like an N64 <laughs> logo with the, the ends wrong. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm not going to have any fun. The, the controller comes with the console already sticky. Like it's it's yikes. I'm playing a um, with one D. I'm hmm. looking at John Goodman moving movies here. Uh, I almost Good- did it again. Say it, John, John Goodman. Go- yeah, John movement. Goodman movings. Um, <laughs> Emperor's New Groove, classic, absolute classic. Yeah, extremely loud and incredibly close. Never saw Fucking it. Classic. No, it's not. <laughs> the same plot as the Emperor's New Groove, if you can believe it. Yeah, it actually is. A spiritual uh, prequel. Um, <laughs> Isma. A second llama is at Cusco. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he was in a lot of bad movies. Monuments oh, John Batman. Monuments Men. Let's no? get a Monument Men going on. <laughs> Never seen that movie. I feel like I, I went to the Tyler... place where the Monument Men took place. I don't know what it's about. That's how Tyler behaves at the cinema. Can I get a Monuments Men going? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a Monuments Men 2. Spiritual trailers. Ugh. <sighs> No, I've been watching. Uh, sorry, sorry for derailing you. Well, I I've been wa- sneakily watching some of your uh, Resident Evil four four streams, and uh, it's it's scary. It's it's a little scary. I know it's spooky. not as scary as some of the earlier ones, but it's still still a little spooky. Seems too scary for me, but I am excited. Uh, I do need to catch some like streams or live or some let's plays because I am fascinated by the game. I know how acclaimed it is. Too scary. I stream for me, it for to watch it. Producer Pre some nights. So if you ask her nicely, she might send you the link. Pre send me that link. Oh. Yeah, it's all on my Twitch, also, but it's it's secret. Send that secret link. Uh, I know what we're about to head into, um, into for our uh, our uh, main course tonight. But I did want to talk about um one brief uh one channel YouTube channel briefly. Um, Tyler used the word nephilim or nephilim. Not sure how it's nephilim. pronounced. Nephilim. Uh, talking about giants, and that reminded me of uh, one of mine and producer Peyton's uh, recent favorite YouTube channels, which is that of Wendigoons. Which, if you have ever searched up something oh. spooky, creepy, uh, lore-related, conspiracy-related, you're likely getting Wendigooned. Uh, QAnon. You're likely getting Wendigoon um, mm-hmm. suggestions. But basically, he has this extremely like uh, kind and smooth-talking southern boy who takes you through all these like horrifying stories these like weird conspiracy theories he's obsessed with giants which is what reminded me of it tonight um but he posts these like feature length videos every other week or so just really with a, a deep dive into like some morbid curiosity subject that's really fascinating and if you're just like he has this like career spanning nine hour video about like a, a conspiracy theory iceberg in which he goes through all the levels of like the iceberg, like pictograph explaining each conspiracy theory listed. Um, and it's always Amazing. kind of fun to hear. It's just nice to have on because like, he's got like a really nice, like he's got a, a like a, 
a southern drawl to him. I can't even do it. I sound like Austin Butler. Um, but he's got like a nice southern drawl to him. Oh. And he like talks you through these like really morbid or weird stories. Or he also goes through like internet kind of fictions. Like he did a whole video about the back rooms, um, which I watched recently in preparation for the Plumhouse movie that's coming out in a couple years. He did an entire video on, oh, producer Peyton's going to yell at me in a second. But there's this like kind of like monument a cryptid series going on that I cannot figure out the name of, but it's really, it's really freaky, really interesting that he just does like a full succession of not succession close. (laughs) Um, But he just has like a wide ranging uh, selection of videos and essays based on these like kind of like ooky spooky subjects, but he explains them in a very like clear and concise way while also like keeping the mystique. Um, And he's very charming. And yeah, Windigoon. Um, I think amazing he, monument mythos. Like just b- monument mythos. Thank you. Producer Real Payton. freaky, like really creepy channel. I would watch either Windigoon's video. I would watch Windigoon's video on it just to get an idea of what it's like. But like we threw it on for an afternoon and it like creeped me out too much. Um, but he also like for example, like I think two weeks ago he did a video on Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian, talking about how it was like the most graphic, hor- like you know, horrific traumatizing book he's ever read and it immediately shot up to the top of the charts on like amazon's westerns and it did so many numbers post that video and also i don't think it's quite related because i know it's been in development for a while but a blood meridian movie just was announced um to be directed by john hillcote and i know i'm going to be reading that this year because i am fascinated by it um but yeah if you want to have the whole book spoiled and read for you and a lovely little southern drawl from i think I don't know, North Carolina, uh, go watch Wendigoon's video on it, but it, he's an absolute, that's W E N D I G O O N. Um, he's got a, just a delightful channel full of so much content. I'm about, you know, when I have a day off, I'm probably going to go watch the five nights of Freddy's lore video. Cause he, he really does cover so much. Um, but yeah, great content. I, I like his, I like the name of his channel. Wendigoon. It sounds yeah. like a Scooby-Doo villain. That's like a, like a ghost hockey player. Like Zoinks, it's the Wendigoon. <laughs> like it's, it's got the Wendigo, and it's also you know he's you know a fan of it. I'm not quite sure, but um, he looks like stuff Southern is, Mac yeah. from Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, nice, nice. He goes through like Bible theory and all that. Um, Ooh, real interesting. We should get. We we should see if he'd be interested in coming on Radish to talk about the Nephilim. The Nephilim. I'd be interested. Uh, is his whole trademark is that like he like gets progressively more into giants. Um, and the Nephilim oh, yeah. are very much included, especially in that conspiracy theories iceberg video. They might Ooh, be good, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I've I've done a lot of research on the Nephilim and and whether or not they exist and where and who they're aligned with. So, um, <laughs> great segue. It, it, <laughs> great segue, uh, Sean, and into the uh, the last bit of of the episode here. So, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, my favorite trending tweet of last week had me laughing for like a good fifteen minutes. Uh, it comes from the user at Dagger and Bullet. That's the word "and" in there. Um, and the tweet says, a lot of you probably haven't properly thought through how we're going to fight the Nephilim when they resurface, but you should. And this is, uh, we're going to retweet this on, on the Radish account, but uh, <laughs> definitely go and look it up. It's it's a picture of, of a, a giant coming out of a cave with a fashioned lance just absolutely driving it through a freaking uh, uh, U.S. Army soldier. <laughs> like, <laughs> blood and viscera going everywhere. Uh, and it looks like this, he's, he's tanked some hits from from some uh, some high uh, high powered <laughs> weapons uh, and still absolutely eviscerating um, you know the 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 world's greatest uh, army. He's got with, a loincloth uh, on for modesty. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't yeah, come out I mean, naked. Surely, surely. Uh, <laughs> when so, you're that big. <laughs> as uh, you know, as, as well was asking, you know, what what the hell are Nephilim? Um, so according to the books of Genesis as well as Numbers, you know, the, the math book of the Bible, uh, the Nephilim were offspring of the sons of God and daughters of men. So uh, they were the children of fallen angels and, and human beings. And uh, I guess when, when, uh, when, when, they, when, when an angel loves a human very much, uh, they create a giant. And that's what these are. They're, they're called Nephilim. Um, Bible does not explicitly state it, but it's pretty much, uh, you know, decided amongst the the communities that Goliath was a Nephilim. Um, so, so think think those types of of enemies here. So, um, 
they have they've survived since since early biblical times. Um, I, you know, either due to futuristic technology um, or just to the fact that that their their parents were angels. Uh, they're still around. Uh, you know, there there's there's a few places that that conspiracy theorists think that these these folks are still hiding out. Uh, number one is Antarctica. Uh, no one's gone over there to really prove that there there aren't any giants other than the, the U.S. Answer. government. The place we haven't gone. Oh, they're there. Sure, sure, but. You know, uh, and, and others are saying they're just living in caves. They're living in caves on, on you know, you can go to caves in, in the Ozarks or uh, Arizona or, you know, wherever, and, and uh, you might run into an Nephilim. So um, I pose this question to you. Uh, you know, not a lot of people on Twitter uh, posed any real answers uh, to how we would defend against the Nephilim should they decide to um, come out from their caves. Uh, and I pose this question to y'all. How would you defend your family, your property, your freedom, and your country against um, this this uh, biblical threat? They're in caves. Do they know about technology? <laughs> a lot of conspiracy theorists think that they are using future or alien technology. That's what's okay. been keeping them alive this time, okay. uh, this this whole time. Um, and and they're in cahoots with world governments. Uh, if if you go down a few tweets in that thread, they say that the uh, Saudi Arabians are are working with the Nephilim, and they have them in in a ten foot. Uh, sell, and they're not sure whether or not they they are enemies of the Saudi Arabians. So they're out there, and then they're working with folks. So. Okay, so they know about iPad. I think they at least so. know about. Yeah, at least they know about. Okay, iPad. never mind. There goes my plan. That's that's um, an iPhone for an Nephilim is an iPad because <laughs> properly iPad's scale. still too small. Yeah. Wait, uh, I feel like I go back into food service because they got to eat something. They wouldn't. They wouldn't hurt the people that are like, yeah. Here's you know, uh, three dozen donuts to go defeat. You know the the. They don't bite the hand. The opposition. So, so you align yourself yeah. with them. Exactly. Run into McDonald's if you I find have out to, there's a nephilim coming out. Yeah, I have to prove myself that I'm like a reliable ally um, to their needs. So Sean's on that grind set. He sees nephilim yeah. and he opens a nephilim friendly small business. First exactly. day one. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. I think I think my uh, my method's the same as beating uh, just anyone, which is just my 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 intellect and wit. Uh, I would I would pose a riddle for him, and when he didn't explain it, I would be like, I don't have the crayons or the time to explain to you, and he would uh, he would give up because I'm so much smarter than him. I and I would go back and post on Reddit about how I. Outsmarted an alpha male. Yeah. Make, Psychological warfare. Yeah. Make a Nephilim watch, you know, Tenet or Interstellar and Inception. And they'd be like, you don't know. And they go down in the caves again. Some interesting points in the chat. Uh, number one, producer Pre says they can keep me as a pet. Um, we'll talk about that later. Um, and then producer <laughs> Peyton says, if they built oh, giant. Me talking about this later? Sorry. I thought you were like, let's all get together and talk about this later. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll address this offline. Uh, if 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 producer Peyton said if they built giant doors, the giant is not a prisoner. Uh, yeah, I, I you know, agree. It's like, to, it's like you know, Chick Fil A started as the dwarf house, and they had the little door for I don't know what Truitas Kathy, and then they built like <laughs> the the standard size, like six foot or seven foot door, and then six foot, seven I guess foot we Chick Fil A door. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rest in peace, Harry Belafonte. <laughs> They like call man me want to number one. Uh, and they built like <laughs> they have like the Nephilim size door, which is I don't know from this picture. What is he like? Six foot eight. So uh, I actually have measurements here uh, in the Bible. They actually yeah, in, in the book of Samuel, uh, it's mentioned First Samuel uh, chapter seventeen verse four. Uh, six cubits in a span is what uh, they're described as the size. Of, so about uh, which, five foot eleven. Nine nine feet tall. Nine feet tall. Uh, yeah, is what uh, this describe? Assuming the the soldier he's picking up is average soldier size, you know, five one. Uh, he's really got to be <laughs> at least at least nine feet. Yeah. <laughs> Dodge is gonna have to bring back the Camaro if Nephilim come out of the caves. Charger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they just all start driving Fiat's? Like ah yeah. <laughs> me big. Um, me not need. How are we gonna fight the Nephilim? <laughs> two Charger. <laughs> Army give two Charger. <laughs> <laughs> New chargers to the Nephilim. Well, here's um, the thing. Who do you think would try to recruit the Nephilim first? The NBA or the NFL? <laughs> uh, I mean... Like, knee-jerk says NBA, but, like, the NFL, if Roger Goodell were smart, and he sure isn't. Um, nope. 
You would try and draft the Nephilim. If the XFL could get there first, they would have a fighting chance. Yeah, that's true. I think Vince McMahon would have a a heart attack and orgasm at the same time of seeing a Nephilim. Like Tchaikovsky. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. Here's the thing. Um, Immediately sees. You can be a good football player and be small. If you're a big guy, you're automatically better at basketball. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, there's no way these guys have good knees for for running back kicks. So, I think no. just just you can you can be physically so much more dominant at basketball without any skill that I think this this changes the NBA. Oh uh, yeah, wow. Just from like a wingspan uh, standpoint, <laughs> well, that's, there's, there's <laughs> that's no true. rules to say Nephilim can't play basketball. That's also there, true. It's true. That's true. Mm. Um. Wow. No, yeah, I, I pose this question and, and y'all, your, your entrepreneurial asses over there have come up with ways to profit off of, uh, off of these Nephilim as, as they come up. Um, yeah, because I don't I'm, I'm dead. Be I'm long dead. Killed by, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's, I don't know. I, I'm a little soft boy. I get murdered by a giant immediately trying to reason with it. Barely. I mean, I drive a Toyota Yaris. They would eat me. Um, yeah. And the Yaris. Yeah, but, done. You'd be the, the chewy center exactly, of the Yaris candy. In the car. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like a little Ferrero share for them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, thinking like hypothetically, like, oh, I got to jump on the Nephilim invasion. Um, yeah, I'd like, you know, try and feed them or like try and like say, hey, you should go into the PGA. Um, just see what it's like. Fucking turncoat over here. Turning against the human race. I with don't the think. Nephilim. No, because if they're they've if they've been on Earth as long as we have, then they deserve as much as we do. I, see, the question posed wasn't the Nephilim are coming out of their caves and they're a little hungry. They're, they're coming out and they've, they're killing the U.S. Army and they're coming coming for you. What what are you going to do? So um, going underground. This is Attack on Titan. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> this is Attack on Titan. Let's get our gears together. That's that's the only way we got to fly through the sky and slice them on the back of their necks. Um, Producer I, Peyton I, says, I, "I've come up with sick. sorry." Oh, Producer Peyton says the AT-AT method. Of, of yeah tying up oh. their feet oh absolutely yeah that 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 would probably work especially if, if we had some you know snow speeders or whatever those those um ships are called but uh i did come up with a way i, I think that we can stop them um first i should ask are you all familiar with the television series shaolin showdown yes sean i feel like yeah, i feel like you've talked about it before in the show it's it's quite possible the wb, WB kids, kids show yeah um, absolute classic, and it's all revolved around this group of, of uh, people running around the globe and finding ancient relics, and these ancient relics have superpowers. So I think since guns aren't going to work, I, and I didn't, I wasn't smart enough to think of entrepreneurial mind or um, you know psychological uh, damage. Uh, what what I was thinking is, as we go around and we gather all of the greatest weapons from the Bible, we've got the holy lance, we've got King David's sling. The Shield of Abraham, the Shroud of Turin probably gives some sort of necromancer magic boost. You know, we, we go around and we get all of the, the great weapons of, of the Bible. And I think that's what might take the Nephilim down. I like this because it involves a scavenger hunt. And it, yeah, something to do before I'm killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, not everyone would live in this in this scenario, but I, I think that we would all be willing to lay down our lives, at least me, um, to to. Uh, to gather these these items but yeah, you got a fun like da vinci code adventure and then you're immediately squashed by a nephilim <laughs> na- named nadine you you asked me this question like i have a plan to fight anyone like <laughs> <laughs> if this person was six foot two and he was coming to fight me i i wouldn't know what to do i i would be, be on the losing end of this so. yeah if you had the holy lance in that situation too you'd probably come out okay yeah i, I still think that like small alien style mechs is the way to go like the the mm. cargo loaders yeah because you're not going to make a full gundam but you're going to make like a, a exosuit a ford 250 that's going to be our last hope a ford f-250 just going about 45 miles an hour could probably do something straight into the shin yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it'd be a cap yeah <laughs> disengage the airbags for combat that would just kill you <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a helmet. It's okay. <laughs> For the windshield. I die. Taking out one Nephilim. That's, <laughs> that's our attack on mm. Titan. Attack on Nephilim. Truly. What if we gave it a beach ball and we said, this is good food? And it go, oh. <laughs> we suffocate it. <laughs> I like that idea. 
<laughs> or we could put it in a butterfly hut and make it gentle. <laughs> How do we beat the Nephilim? Sheet latex. <laughs> Bags that are not a toy. <laughs> <laughs> Snorkels that are clogged. <laughs> Point it to the 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 under the sink cabinet. Make him touch wet food. <laughs> I think making him watch Fox and the Hound might really do something for morale. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that transcends language and customs. When I Copper so. gets left behind, <laughs> even even a Nephilim knows what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So much pain in the world. (laughs) Marmaduke is like the wind. (laughs) Me no one perpetuate. (laughs) Better off without pain. (laughs) Uh, uh. (laughs) Scratch everything for the past 15 minutes. Just give it a beach ball. That's all we got to do. Yeah, no. Have it chasing you into a Walmart. No, here it is. I already thought it out. Have it chase you into a Walmart. You break open one of the gumball machines and show the Nephilim in front of the big beach ball, the fucking big old too much theater involved in this one. That we know. No, it's not. It's it's a good strategy. The Pentagon heard me out on this. You and you eat the gumball like "Mm, good, 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 and it takes out one of the big like same gumball colored rubber balls and it goes and then it dies and you're good. It tries to blow a bubble, but it can't because its trachea is. Is clogged up by a big beach ball. Done. You do that 30 to 40 more times, depending on where you live. Make sure none of them watch the other ones. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. You have them like. Make sure no one catches in. wise. You have like Finding Nemo out on the TVs. Or, no, you take them to Subway first. That's true. I was at, I was yeah, at yeah. Walmart today and I did go to Subway. <laughs> yeah. There's that Subway in the front. They're going to get real distracted. They don't know what wet ham is not supposed to taste like. They'll love it. And then you guide them to the back where the beach balls are, and they eat it, and they swallow it, and they die. It's perfect. I don't think they can eat ham. I like the idea of all the Nephilim waiting in line for Subway. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you guys, wait here. (laughs) Italian five grain. (laughs) You have to teach it. You only have to teach it one phrase. We're all getting party subs. Tuna salad. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's my plan. Walmart's gonna save us all. Amazing. Uh, I I almost don't want to end it after that. I I almost want to keep going, um, but uh, alas, it's not meant to be. Thank you all, uh, everyone, for for tuning in to an unnamed number uh, episode of Radish. Um, I've been Tyler. You can find the podcast online at Radish Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash at sign radish pod and uh, come back to us in a second to uh, to get the discord link. Um, we'll, we'll get that out to you in the next episode. Uh, sorry, guys. Jared Leto just showed up to the Met Gala in a fursuit. Uh, I'm Will. Yeah, I, I took a picture and I was like, man, look at this cool looking cat. And then I saw that he took the head off and it's Jared Leto. And now I feel bad. Uh, you can find me at Will from Radish and at the Met Gala as the cool looking cat. <laughs> The railway cat. It's a good cat suit. I'm Sean. You can find me at Sean from Radish. That's like, it's a. I don't even know if that could constitute. I I ooh. Mm-mm. I I, I have a Cadillac of fur suits. It's truly like I don't think the furry communities are going to welcome this as one of their own. No, it's too, too realistic. Real. Yeah, it's too real. <laughs> oh, I do want to hug that cat though. Exactly. Like if you saw this anywhere, it'd be like hell yeah, and you find out it's Jared Leto, and you're like. Except at oh, Disney. If you go to Disney, time. if you go to Disney and you want to hug the people in the suits, they get mad at you. All right, well, bye guys. Hi, <laughs> Max. Can we end it there? Here's my thing. Hold yeah. on. Hold. Wait. Okay, there's another thing. <laughs> Jared Leto is going to be the best Rasputin we ever have, and he's going to win an Oscar for it. Just wait. T- ten years. He's going right. to play Rasputin. That wasn't funny. Hello, everyone. My name is Griffin Reynolds. And I'm BJ Guest. And we are the hosts of The Best Palcast. It's a show where two best friends discuss video games, movies, TV, and everything in between, such as... The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who would win in a fight? Samwise Gamgee? Psh, 
or Axel Foley. Yes. <laughs> and we even have guests like Andrew Gebbia and Alex Melton. If this sounds like a rip roar and good time to you, then swing on by. We have new episodes that drop every Wednesday. Every record live on twitch.tv slash the best palcast on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see you there.